and welcome to Community Conversations. We are back here in the studio. It feels great to be back. I'm Josh Hardy, Executive Director of Concord TV, and you're stuck with me as host for today. Uh, Mike will probably host the next one. You might enjoy that a little bit better, but I think what you will enjoy is we have a great topic today. Uh, I'm joined by Sonia Belafont, who is Executive Director at 603 Legal Aid. Uh, and Sonia, this is your first time visiting the Concord TV studio, so thank you uh, for joining us and welcome to the program. My pleasure. Thank you for the invitation. So I understand that recently, as of June 1st, there was a merger of, with a couple different organizations that provide these um, legal services to New Hampshire residents. Could you tell us a little bit about really what the mission of 603 Legal Aid is and about that merger process? Certainly. So at 603 Legal Aid, our objective is to increase the access to free civil legal aid in the state of New Hampshire. As a result of the merger that you referenced on June 1st, the pro bono referral um, service, which was formerly with the New Hampshire Bar Association, and the Legal Advice and Referral Center are now merged into 603 Legal Aid. And so what that means is we have the ability to do a host of things from advice and counsel to extended representation. More importantly, we have the ability and the amazing opportunity to eliminate some of the confusion that we understand existed previously. And that confusion had to do with well, how do we access civil legal aid? Who do we contact? And you know, how do we contact them? And so now there are no more questions. It should be relatively easy. It's incredibly simple. In fact, you simply call 603 Legal Aid. Now, we understand that sometimes telephone may not be the best way to access us, so we also have a 24-hour access um, application online. So you, you, the word access came up there a couple times. I think mm -hmm. that's really important because the people you serve, um, that is, is a valuable asset to them that they don't have to go digging through because they may not have the time. They're going through what might be a very traumatic legal process. Mm -hmm. um, so that access seems really crucial. Could you tell us more about sort of the people that this is, is serving, the people that you're helping in our community? It would be my honor to do that, actually. At Civil Legal Aid, myself and all of my other colleagues around the, the United States who actually provide the service at no expense to low-income, vulnerable, or marginalized populations, um, what we do is we provide representation, empowerment, advice, and information so that those individuals who are facing legal issues that impact the basic necessities of their life, that they have that support and that information to improve the predicament or the legal situation. Allow me to be specific, if I may. Mm -hmm. The legal issues may have to do with housing, for instance, an eviction or foreclosure issue. It may have to do with Medicare or healthcare issues. It could involve public benefits, which adversely or could supplement the household income. So it could be an adverse consequence or it could be a supplement that they need to access, such as the Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Program. It could be an issue that has to do with the consumer debt. It could be an IRS problem. There are a host of civil legal issues that adversely impact low-income individuals all over this country. Specifically, I'm honored to be able to assist New Hampshire residents. I would be remiss if I didn't add one other issue, which particularly in the pandemic has been an amazing area um, that unfortunately adversely impacts not only our clients, but the individuals who are also residing in that household. And that would be domestic violence or family law right. issues. Wow. 
So, so that's what happens. So, if you could talk us through just sort of what happens. So, someone calls or fills out the online form that they can do 24/7 uh, on your website. I, I would imagine it takes a while when you get a call like that. If you treat each case as a, it's important, right, to your organization to help that person. Mm -hmm. Like, how long does it take? You know, how long are you on the phone with that person, and and how does that process? Is it is it case by case? But Give us an idea of what that's like. That's a good question. Let me, uh, allow me to say this. When mm -hmm. an applicant contacts our office, they're immediately talking to someone who will assess the financial eligibility and may get a pulse on what the legal issue is. Mm -hmm. At that point, that person on my staff may then direct them to the appropriate resource. And it may not be an attorney, but it may be. We often get calls for people who need to be connected with some other community resource, like the Disability Rights Center, for instance, or the New Hampshire Legal Assistance, our sister agency. Um, but they may actually indeed need representation mm -hmm. or advice. We have attorneys on staff who would then talk to that individual and give them that advice and counsel them through the situation. We may determine they need extended representation, and that's where our new um, pro bono staff that came on board um, as a result of the merger would then be paired with that applicant. It may be a situation where we ascertain that it, it may need some other scope or, or service in that community, and then we want to make sure that they're expeditiously can't even speak this morning, I apologize, that they're immediately placed yep. into contact with the community resources they need to address that crucial matter. And you're right, access is a word that I tend to use a lot. It, it never ceases to amaze me how few people are aware of the resources that are available in a state. Even more importantly, those who are vulnerable um, or who are low income, not only are they not aware, but they don't know how to get in contact with mm. the resource. And I can't express enough how important it is for me and all of the people that I work with and the community partners to get the word out because we understand that is a huge barrier. And unfortunately, that's one that is a detriment long-term. Wow. One of the things that stands out to me when it comes to when you have a problem, typically people will Google search. People will just go to one of those, you know, ask.com or something that just it answers questions, but sometimes not correctly. Sometimes there's a lot of misinformation. I mean, that's been a big theme just across our country in general is just misinformation. So, do you find instances where um, people have the wrong information? Like it, it basically sets them back where they, they find information online that sets them back a couple steps. Mm -hmm for getting the actual help and support they need for a legal issue? I can't say that that's been my experience. In, in reality, I think my experience, and I think my staff would support this, is that people are not aware of what resources are available. Yeah. And sometimes when you Google a question, you may not be privy to that. A good example, for instance, would be in the face of the pandemic, many people are really facing some dire consequences because they were unable to work. Mm -hmm. um, or they were unable to find childcare. Mm -hmm. As a result, it may impact their ability to meet their rental obligation or to retain their housing. Well, there are many resources out there that are in place and that are coming down the pike that could assist them in preserving that household. Um, and that roof over their head covers so many other issues. Just getting access to what that resource is and picking up the phone or getting to that office 
and applying for that resource can make a world of difference. When you contact 603 Legal Aid and we identify that issue and we immediately recall the resource that's in place in the community to help people who are situated such as that, that's less time that they're stressed, less time that they're frustrated, and it optimizes their opportunity to get access to that resource. And it takes, like you mentioned before, a lot of community partnerships which you would sort of touch upon, you mentioned Disabilities Rights Center, uh, which has, has done some work with Concord TV in the past. We have a lot of nonprofits in the Concord area who will refer each other to, you know, and, and there's this pretty strong network, yeah. um, and it can always grow stronger. We're always help, trying to help do that. But, you know, if maybe you could tell us a little bit more sort of your thoughts on sort of those nonprofit partnerships and when you pass someone along to another resource or you need another organization to support what you're doing. Certainly. As, as I mentioned a moment ago, one of the hugest, um, if that is actually a word. I think it is. I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> or one of the biggest yep. um, partners yep. that we work with is New Hampshire Legal Assistance. And together, we champion civil legal aid in the state. But I would be remiss if I didn't reference, again, Disability Rights Center, the Crisis Centers, the Department of Human Services. Um, and it's, it's interesting, there's the ACLU. There are a host of nonprofits, particularly in this state that I am honored to now be working with, that actually assist everyone who is served by 603 Legal Aid in some facet, or they have the ability to do so. It's just getting the word out and making sure people are aware of the resources that are out there. And you're right, the collaboration, and the partnership, not only in the nonprofit world, but in the business world, for instance, in our uh, pro bono department, we have a field of skilled, knowledgeable, professional volunteer attorneys who help us expand the scope of our services by assisting low-income individuals with free representation in various areas. They could range from housing to family law. I mean, it's, it's just... I can't express to you in the time that I've been here how amazing it is and how receptive the community is to support the work that we do. Yeah, yeah, I think we take a lot of pride, the, the general Concord and New Hampshire community. Even though we don't always agree on everything, New Hampshire tends to be a place where um, we try to get things done and try to make it a better place. And that's kind of what we try to do here at Concord TV in our little corner of, of, of what we do just in terms of outreach and sharing all the good things, such as what 603 uh, Legal Aid is doing. Uh, we'll just pause for a second just to remind you you're watching Community Conversations. Uh, I'm sitting down with Sonia Belafont from 603 Legal Aid Executive Director, and thank you for taking the time to join us. Um, you can learn more about them at 603legalaid.org. Um, Next thing I just wanted to, to ask you about, you had mentioned beforehand, before we came on air here, about um, volunteerism. And mm -hmm. you guys, I was kind of relating to the fact that specialized volunteering, um, you know, there's specific skills that you're looking for. If you could tell us sort of the types of volunteers or the type of help that you look for as a nonprofit organization. Certainly. We are able to offer our services to a number of individuals in the state because we have a host of volunteer attorneys. We also have people who will offer um, assistance in other ways. For instance, before the pandemic, it's been my experience, we have volunteers who assist us with doing outreach, either at community events or um, at making sure we have an appearance around the state. Mm -hmm. 
clearly with the pandemic, it's a little bit difficult to, to do. do. It is. Yep. And so thankfully we have venues such as yours that help us get the word out and allow us to do outreach and alternative measures. Um, but you're right. The volunteer attorneys, it's, it's a large portion of what we do. And we're fortunate in that we can offer various ways for attorneys to volunteer with us. Um, we really love working with retired attorneys, for instance. They can offer the ability to expand our reach for advice and counsel cases. In some cases, a retired attorney may be willing to take on direct representation and do some litigation. We have opportunities to appear at clinics and assist applicants who may come to a criminal annulment clinic or another clinic around the state. We're working on other creative ways so that volunteers can have a plethora of opportunities so they can determine how best to use their skills at our, um, at our organization for our clients. And it seems very rewarding and enriching to help people who otherwise wouldn't be able to get this type of legal support. So it seems like there's the intrinsic value of you're helping people mm -hmm. who otherwise um, maybe in some, some tough situations. I'm going to have to tread carefully here. This is a subject I could talk about for hours, and I yeah. realize we don't have that opportunity. Yeah. But let me say this. There is very little that can give you the feeling, the euphoric feeling you have when you're standing in court and you're assisting someone represent themselves and preserve some of the basic necessities of life, like food and housing, utilities and healthcare. When I say euphoric, I mean, not only are they expressing their appreciation at the event, but you are preserving the generations that are in that household. You are giving an example of advocacy and empowerment to everyone else in the courtroom or who's witnessing that experience. You're going home that day knowing that you've made a difference, an amazing difference that can impact a host of things. If it's a senior, their ability to age in place, and we work with seniors all over the state. If it's someone who's suffering from domestic violence, you've preserved not only their physical, but their mental well-being, and you've changed the impact that's gonna have on the children in the household. As I said, you have to stop me, because I could go on and on. I am a legal aid attorney, because I am very passionate about the importance of the work that we do around the country. Well, I, I commend you for the passion and for the commitment and for the good work that your organization does. And you can tell when people aren't just in it going through the motions. I think all of us in the nonprofit sector, it's, it's, you do it because you're passionate. You do it because you care about the people, because you care about the mission. Um, so I, obviously, you know, the work we do, I don't think is as, maybe not as crucial. I, I, I got to talk up Conquer TV though. We do great work, but I love talking to nonprofits such as yourselves that, you guys are actually helping people's lives and improving their lives in a very direct way. So I can see why you're passionate about it. And you couldn't just go through the motions in a way. Like, mm -hmm. to be part of an organization like this, you have to completely buy in uh, to the purpose and helping people. I, I have to agree. And I think impact, it's, it's, it's difficult to make impact de minimis or minor. Impact, regardless of the scope, mm. is going to have an effect. And that's what we're all striving for. And I would think it also has sort of a ripple effect that you help, and you had kind of alluded to that, but you help one person or one family, mm -hmm. you're helping a neighborhood potentially, you're helping a community, um, and that benefits all of us, right? I agree, you must have heard me speak of that before. I think it was during um, 
I did this Shelly event since I've been here in New Hampshire mm -hmm. in the last eight weeks. I simply, I stated it just that way. It's, it's indeed a ripple effect. Mm -hmm. So it may start off as an initial ring, but the, the reach is almost limitless. And, and that, that makes it that much more rewarding for me. Perfectly said. Well, I think we're going to end it on that. Uh, we could certainly talk about this for quite a while longer, but you're welcome back in the Concord TV studio anytime. We'd love to, to work with you guys and offer the studio for you uh, whenever you'd like to. So thank you. With that, uh, thank you, Sonia, from 603 Legal Aid. You can learn more at 603legalaid.org. Um, and if you'd like to be a guest on Community Conversations, like we mentioned, there's a lot of nonprofits in the area. Uh, and uh, uh, if you'd like to be on the show, be featured. It's a free service that we offer, uh, kind of doing what we can to give back to the community. So please reach out if you'd like to be featured. As long as you serve uh, New Hampshire and Concord residents, we'd love to have you on the show. Um, until next time, thank you for watching Community Conversations. We'll see you next time.